feeling in touch with your religious side? Wanting to rid yourself of sin? It's your lucky day because God is a trans woman, woman. Sasha Sidek. And Jesus is non-binary, binary, binary. Jacob Gamble. Join us on Queering the Air every Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. Queer and trans, arts, politics, pop culture, and everything in between. Only on 3CR Community Radio. Come worship at the altar of your queerness desires. We would like to acknowledge that this event and all of the work that we undertake as a crew happens on a stolen land. We wish to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the traditional custodian of this land we call now Melbourne. We pay respect to their elders' past, presence and emerging. Always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We also would like to extend our respect to our trans elders past and present. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode at Coring the Air with Sasha Sidek. And um, my pronouns is she because I will never be her. Um, I think we can all agree that we are still mourning from yesterday's vote, especially at Tracy R here. We um, advocate a lot on the yes vote. And um, yeah, Australia has voted no to an Indigenous voice to Parliament in historic referendum. And I was devastated. Um, to be honest, um, I was looking at the live feed um, by the um, on X, I uh, used to be Twitter, so it's now called X, and um, I was uh, I was devastated, and um, especially for um, Victoria because I thought we were better than this, and um, yeah, so you know, um, I was sad. I saw a lot of um, some of my Indigenous friends and non-Indigenous friends were were. Uh, very vocal about yesterday votes, especially on social media, because they they fought hard and they did a campaign on their own on social media, and um they were they wanted you know to win of course, and um but you know what sadly I wish I could say I was surprised, but I wasn't because I think we all already knew um what gonna happen, but. Of course, we were hoping for the best. Um, we could never, you know, um, we can always hope, right? Like I said, I was hoping for Victoria um, to have the yes vote, to win the yes vote. But um, I woke up this morning, I, I turned on the news, and um, what I saw is um, that um, Melbourne um, actually got the highest vote for yes vote, um, 78%. But unfortunately, we still lose because of um, the no vote in the regional area. So, but, you know, I was sad yesterday, but I'm still still proud to be living here in Nam, Melbourne, because um, we um, shared the same views. And, you know, I, I think I'm going to give my opinion, and this is just from my observation only, um, from the... Um, the votes, um, yeah, and I think in the beginning, common sense gave us an 
I think, 80% approval. And after the scare campaign and lies by especially Murdoch and the right-wing extremists, this is the result that we uh, we end up with. And we all lost yesterday. And the majority of people, good, caring people, were full. And I feel that. And um, the problem isn't Australian people. The increasing threat of misinformation and the blurring of fact and fiction. And you know what? I feel like if the marriage survey, the marriage equality, was held yesterday, it probably would have been a no too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I guess, you know, it's not saying whether voting yes or no is correct here. Um, even though, you know, we want to um, to have the voices of Indigenous people um, in the parliament, but um, the campaign itself needed serious work. Like I said, this is just my observation and needed to clearly outline the issue and the implication for voting either way. Like I said, um, this was a very weak campaign. Very weak campaign. Um, because I have a few friends who voted yes, but they still didn't know what they were voting for, even though, you know, there was this probably research online, but, you know, not everybody going to um, do those research, but they do care about the Indigenous Australian um voices so they can you know if you voted yes so the indigenous australian felt seen and cared about that was the reason why um some people voted yes without knowing what they're voting for because of um they want indigenous australian felt seen and cared about and you know i know first nation people are strong resilient and also deadly and i think the number one priority here um is that we look out for each other. There's always a helpline there. I think it's been very tough for many people um, um, because of the disappointment and it does affect um, individuals' mental health. So I guess, you know, there's a lot of numbers out there. I can link it up later in our podcast where you can uh, reach out and uh, and talk about it. And, um, and I just want to say First Nation people have been here for more than 60 years and they are not going anywhere so like i said today's um um topic is about um our voice is our power and this is this this topic is not related anything to what happened yesterday with um the voting this is my personal experience where i found uh, my own voice um being at 3CR, I think I've, I've, I've talked about this in the past where 3CR has shaped me into an activist, finding my voice because most of us, especially trans women of colour, we do not have voice. We are still invisible till today and being tokenized by a lot of white people out there. And I would like to, you know, I have a platform here and I'm going to talk the truth. I want to tell the truth because a lot of people have tried to even silence me um, recently and, you know, and I'm going to talk about it um, because um, I'm not going to put up with that anymore because I've been silent for a very long time and I have suffered in silence. I have suffered alone and um, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. So when we come back, um, I, we're going to dive in um, deeper about um, my experience with Our Voice is Our Power. I 
keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up Am I more than just the sum of every again just who I am because I need to know
That was You Say by Laurent Daigle. I think I pronounced that right. Um, one of my favorite songs. Um, yeah, I discovered the song um, when I was um, um, at um, this fashion show. It's called This Is Me a few years ago. It's been three years now, I think. Yeah, so um, yeah, one of um, the models used this song and I thought it was so powerful that I had to shazam this song. I've never heard it before. I never heard of the artist before, but yeah. And it's been part of my um, repeat playlist um, every day when I do my makeup. So yeah, welcome back to Coring the Air. Um, you are here listening with uh, Sasha Sidek, one of the co-hosts here in Coring the Air. Um, today's topic is about our voices, our power, and this has nothing to do with referendum um, vote yesterday. This is about my personal uh, journey of finding my voice, and I want to shed light on the immense power of our voices whole as a trans woman of color. We have stayed invisible till today. Sadly, till today, um, because, you know, um, 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 people are sometimes, I think a lot of people are threatened, especially, I can speak only for myself, um, like today, I'm going to speak just about myself, because I've been, people has tried to silence me so many times, and I had it already, because, you know, I joined 3CR, not knowing what I signed up for five years ago, we have a different show called, um, uh, behind closed doors and it's sex work focus and that's where um i was still new with advocacy um i to be honest i didn't even know the word activist activism or activist at the time you know and i was still um finding how um uh, i guess uh, myself doing radio because I never see myself doing radio. Um, it was offered to me and I'm thankful to um, the person who offered to me um, at uh, uh, Behind Closed Doors and I wasn't comfortable hearing my voice. To be honest, I didn't think that I have a good voice compared to the other two um, hosts, co-hosts. And I that was just stupid of me um, for comparing my voice to them because I can never have a good voice. I can't sing either. Probably, you know, uh, I don't know if my neighbours can judge me because I do sing a lot while I have a shower. So, <laughs> and um, so, um, yeah, so I never see myself as a radio host. So, but I was thankful for them for giving me um, the opportunity to join 3CR and, and, um, even though we won awards every year, I still do not think that I deserve the awards um, at that time because I just don't feel comfortable doing the work because I still finding my voice. I, I was just looking for what I want to focus on. So um, um, fast forward and then when I left uh, uh, Behind Closed Doors last year, late last year, um, Sorry, mid, mid last year, sorry, mid last year Because, um, you know, um, that show is focused on sex work only um, And, um, well, dec um, decriminalization of sex work in Victoria has approved So I don't think there's a lot of advocacy for me to talk about Even though, you know, there's a lot of issues still to be worked on But I just feel like I'm not growing in um, in that show So, you know, I decided to leave and um, Tracy uh, called me um, in a couple of days. Um, probably called, I can't remember. Or maybe um, sent me an email and, and said, we need 
we need you to uh, stay at 3CR. So like, oh, I thought my day at 3CR is finished. The end. Halas. <laughs> and um, I got here. Uh, we had a short meeting. And um, um, I believe it was McKelly. McKelly um, said, we will try to reach out to other shows and see if they are uh, willing to have you. I was skeptical at the time because, you know, um, I don't want to just jump into someone's show and 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 do my thing because I think I'm very opinion opinionated a person and I have a very strong um, personality as well. So I don't know how people are gonna vibe with me. Um, there's a lot of questions, but I told McKelly, I said, "I'm okay." I said, I'll, I'll, "We'll see how we go. We'll see how we go." And then, um. Occurring uh, the air, this show, um, Iris Lee and Jacob Gamble got in touch with me and said, we would love to have you. So we had a meeting in the city. Um, and then fast forward, um, I came in to the show for the very first time was um, the Radio Thorn. So that was my first show. Um, so I've been here for over a year now. And I think from that onwards, I found my calling. I know what I want. I know what activism is. I am an activist and um, I'm going to use my platform to amplify trans women of color voices and trans women um, uh, individually as well. And But particularly, I like to... Um, to use this platform to amplify the forgotten generation, especially the trans elders. You know, I just find like they are... They have worked so hard for us and they have, you know, paved their ways for us to have a better future here. And I think they are like almost disposable. Um, I, I wouldn't go into deep why I felt that way because the work they have they have been done and then um, nobody actually talk about them anymore. This is the reason why I'm using this platform to amplify their voices as well here in um, uh, Curring the Air. But... Like I said, our voice is our power because I have been, I used to be an introvert person, right? Um, as a trans woman who uh, at a very early age who is transitioning, I get bullied a lot, not just by the public or not by um, transphobic people, by my peers as well. And, you know, in um, I grew up in Singapore and I transitioned transition in Singapore and um and uh I've been accused with a lot of things because of jealousy a lot of uh, the elders there they do not like the new ones uh popping up you know these pretty ones who are um highly on hormones and very feminine and they didn't they didn't like that in in this is uh, I'm talking about in the mid uh sorry in the late 90s so they don't like that they were they were try so hard to ruin you to ruin the um, I ruined a, a young person, a young trans man, and I was one of the victims. I've been beaten up by uh, my peers, the, the trans elders. Uh, I've been um, accused of things that I didn't do, um, and and so on. There's always something. It's like walking in eggshell, um, because when something is like um, calm, you know, like calm, and then suddenly the storm comes in, because they just don't like what they see. And um, I have to endure that, for many many years many many years and you know uh on top of that i had to um run from the police because being transgender woman um it's not legal till 
I don't think it's even still legal uh, till today. They say it's legal, but you know, it's it's not legal. I've been thrown in jails for many times. Uh, like overnight jails. I'm not saying like um like a long term jails. Overnight jails, like maybe thirty times because of my existence. Um, even though um I didn't do nothing, but their reason is I was soliciting, even though I wasn't doing that at all. And a lot of us have gone through that. And I hate the fact that when my peers said, "Sasha, this is part of the, this is part of." living as a trans woman in Australia. And I refused to accept that because I thought that was discrimination um, until I came to Australia, to Melbourne, NAM. And um, um, fast forward, I learned about transgender rights here and I learned about um, um, self-worth, which I didn't think I even have. And, um, you know, back in Singapore, I was... I can't say anything because I was silenced. If I speak up, I will get into trouble. So I've been silenced all the time and, and suffer in silence. And even, um, you know, um, at that time, mental health <laughs> wasn't even a thing at that time, you know. Even though you've tr gone through something and your peers would say, oh, she's a bit off, she's crazy. That That is always um, the case. Um, it's not about... Um, thinking that someone actually needing help and it's part and I'm guilty as well for saying to other trans as well because it's part of our I would say a culture thing because you know they never acknowledge mental health like we we do not everything is are you okay everything is like oh this is a number for you to call but at a time maybe 10 years ago it was it wasn't it, it wasn't a thing even like when I moved here in early 2000 it wasn't even a thing and like I said, I I discovered self worth. I discovered um, transgender's rights here, and then um, <clears throat> and I start to love myself a bit more. Even though you know um, I'm still um, new to this, I didn't even know about racism until I came here because I never experienced racism back in Singapore until I came here. Of course, by white people who uh, make fun of me and said. Um, um, uh, calling me Miss Ching Chong, even though I'm not even Chinese, the audacity of calling me Miss Ching Chong, and um and also um tell me go back to where I'm come from because of jealousy, of course. Um, this is from um the white trans elders here, um and then I was laughing with them because not knowing that was um. Oh, it was a racist rima. I didn't know that. And, you know, they were laughing at me. I was laughing with them because I was just dumb. And I know, and then I start getting into advocacy. I, you know, I, it's, I haven't been in advocacy for a very long time. It's only by about five, six years, I, I assume. Yeah, about five, six years now um, where um, um, we, I do advocacy as, I, I created a page on um, Sasha Sidek and I do I do I want to educate my family members because my family members is always curious about you know what's the right terminology what um, oh, who do we see as transgender those kind of questions so every time I see something like an article that is useful I will paste on uh, post it on my page or things that um, my opinions about certain things about political stuff on trans people I will post on my page so my family members can read up and learn from there that was just my um, 
uh, that was um, uh, my intention of advocacy just for family members and friends. And then I met a very uh, long-time friend and um, I can mention her name. Her name is Miss Catalina and she has been doing advocacy for quite some time. And she said, Sasha, you need to step up <laughs> you need to take your advocacy to the next level as I, I didn't even know i'd understand what that even mean and um and i was learning from her you know i she she was an activist and as at that time still i didn't know what the word activist was so um so she was an activist and she do call out people like bad behaviors or uh mistreated people um like work a uh, workspace or whatever you know and i was like oh my god i think um what i'm what i'm saying is is it this is what she is referring to like advocate for people who doesn't have a voice and she used her voice to uh to to um to call out people and you know and um and she have done so much for the community as well and i uh do she was an inspiration for me to want to do more for the community and you know and then that's when um Transistors United was born and um we had uh, Rebecca Loveday um um who also a sister um so the three of us uh co-founded Transistors United that was when um my advocacy uh was going into a bit more mainstream but my advocacy only start to uh take off was during covid on 2020 because um i still uh, remember it was um this person named katie cameron i love you you trusted uh in me even though nobody ever trusts me because you know i have like my English wasn't that great. My advocacy was um, zero to none. Um, I mean, you know, there's a lot of political stuff that I need to learn. And, um, but my heart was there. And she saw it. Kathy Cameron saw it and, and amplified my voice and giving me a platform to do advocacy in the mainstream organizations. And thank you, Katie. And that's where my advocacy took off from from just one event that was um um uh, uh transgender day of remembrance and we did that through zoom i was shaking even though it was through zoom zoom was still new i was shaking because i have never done something like this with a big audience and i just want to say thank you so much for all the supports and even some people and organization even uh, create a code that i uh I quoted on that day and uh, posted on social media. And um, yeah, thank you so much for that. Um, it does, you know, um, <laughs> you have no idea. I was so scared of um, speaking that day. And from that onwards, just like all my advocacy is overlapping and I'm, I'm still learning to today. It's just that I just don't understand, you know, um, now that... <sighs> You know, I'm uh, like I said, Tracy. I shaped me as into an activist. Now I'm I are not afraid to call out people's bad behavior. Like I said, trans women of color has been silenced for a very long time. It's either they they are afraid for com confrontation or they just want to live their life, and that's it. Be be they just have to brush it under the rug for people who treated them back. They are being tokenized. I've been tokenized, um, you know, and uh, we used to just uh, brush it under the rug and then 
uh, and forget about it. And me being an activist, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, um, I'm going to call out people who treated trans women, especially trans women of color, and I'm going to call you out because, you know, why should we let them get away with what they did to us, right? So, you know, a lot of people, um, some organization or individuals, especially white people, um, this is just my um, um, experiences, um, will tell me not to do anything about it uh, because you need to be political. Uh, you, uh, you have to be uh, uh, politically correct about it. I don't understand that, that word politically correct because, you know, we at 3CR, this is a radical radio. So, you know, we do, we produce different kind of show from other mainstream um, radio. So we can speak the truth. And people always, this is the, the reason why people always um, want to silent me because, because, they are afraid for me to tell the people the people the truth and um just recently um you know about the um um the podcast that i was doing um the show about um the um uh the hormones trans women and men behavior uh behavioral change and you know uh a friend of mine another white person um you know she was like oh you can't do this blah 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 and the problem is, right, she's not even on hormone. And you don't get to tell me how my experience is. And, you know, I'm not here to trash people. I'm not, I'm just telling the truth of uh, what happened when people are on hormone. I invited two people, two trans, one trans man and one trans woman who are on hormone for a very long time to talk about our life experiences. And we not to encourage people to, um, to use hormones as an excuse for your uh, aggressive behavior even those hormones do contribute some of aggression in our body in our, our personality because it happens to me before and i just want to share that to the public about uh, my life experience our life experience but of course we're going to get a backlash um because none of these people who who approach me one is a trans woman who's not on hormones, who never been on hormones, and um, and the other one is um someone from an organization called me who has no business of about my show called me and asking me about what I'm gonna do with um that topic, and she is a cis female white cis female, and it's not even on hormone. You know sometimes it does piss me off, but you know I don't want to get angry all the time you know what's the point of being angry all the time i'm just gonna tell this but i was attacked by trans men on social media um just because i do i refuse to reply to their messages because their f messages full of hate and i refuse to that and they get aggressive and attack me and um yeah and it's not only one time there's a few times there's and 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 I'm not going to let this go quietly. I've, I've let it go. But I think I need to talk about it because these people behavior. Um, they think they can disrespect um, trans women because we're trans be, uh, and get away with it. So, yeah. So that's why that was the reason why I want people to understand about trans women and um, trans men behavioral change on hormones because we want to talk about it um, because um, we shouldn't use that as an excuse for aggression and after i told 
um, her, this cis white female, um, I said, I've been attacked. And then suddenly, you know what? Oh, our organization also, you know, um, uh, will help on mental health, blah, blah, blah. This is the number for you to call. I don't need that. You know, I have, I have, I have, I have dealt with, with um, all this on my own for a very long time. And, you know, before you just, you call me with a lot of judgment and then you try to silence me with what I'm trying to produce. And then after that, now that you know I was one of the victim and then you, uh, oh, this is a number to call. No, no, bitch. Um, yeah, so this is why people needs to approach a different way use a different language like you know i like i said i my show sometimes can be controversial but it's not like hating on people i i'm not here to hate on my peers i'm just going to call out them who the bad behavior people with bad behavior is because the reason we, why i'm not afraid because i'm not afraid of being cancelled because i am no one Sasha Side is no one. Just like everybody else, we are all equal. This is the reason why about white people sometimes, especially white advocates, they are afraid of being cancelled. Bitch, you are no one too. You just, you're just like me and everyone else. We are equal. So, bitch, please. When we come back, I want to talk more about the hypocrisy, the nitty-gritty with all the advocates um, um, that I've worked um, here in the past.
That was Greedy by Tate McRae. Um, you've been listening to Clearing the Air with me, Sasha Saide. And our topic is today is about our voice is our power. Am I right? Our voice is our power. Because you know what? I have found my voice here at 3CR. And and it gave me power where pe- when people are threatened and are afraid of me telling the truth on air. And... Um, and even tried to cancel me. Bitch, go ahead and cancel me because I know one, like I said. I'm equal with everyone else. And I'm going to keep being here and tell the truth every single week, okay? And I encourage most of my um, trans women of color to do the same because you know what? They have been silenced for many, many years, for a very long time, decades and decades and decades. Because the problem is, yeah, First, the patriarchy will silence them. And then second, with all these white people as well around them. And I'm talking because I experienced it, um, especially recently. You know, I've done a lot of um, um, advocacy work and events. People might not know this. I've actually have a degree in fashion marketing and management. I've done a lot of production in fashion for the past years, past decades. And I know how events work. So some people would, you know, rely on me when it comes to event. But if you want to rely on me, you have to trust me. When, you know, especially when you want me to create um, an event specifically for for um, a genre or um, uh, uh, or uh, uh, a people, a community, and you have to trust me on that. You can't just, you know, especially when we create um, a community event for people of color. That means white people have to stand aside because this is predominantly people of color, BIPOC people of color event. And, um, but of course, white people still, they want to have that power and, and, and take over the event. And, you know, the problem is sometimes when when I create events, right, people don't just come for the events. People, people come for me as well because I have connection with these people, personal connection, which you don't actually have. So when something goes wrong, when something goes wrong, I am responsible to answer these people with questions and i have i am responsible to make them feel safe i am responsible to uh to make them feel that they can't come again to my next event people sometimes don't think of this at all you know they just want power this is what about the greedy and needy because sometimes white people they just love power and it's not it's not about community anymore. It's about power, about um, um, about um, uh, dominating someone's events, even though they are paying for it. I know they paying they they paying uh, everyone for it, but they still want that power. But that's not how it works. And then the best part is when I do feedback, so I do a call out, and you know they like to police me on my social media. I'm an activist. I'm gonna call people out anyway. You know if I think that is. Worth calling out, yes, because these people have done so much damage to the community in the past. So it's worth calling out. But, you know, 
all right, their reputation because they were they, they're scared of being cancelled and reputation, blah, blah, blah. I had to delete uh, my... But you know what? When I give feedback about how F up they are, you know what what they uh, reply uh, with an email? I'm sorry for your experiences. I genuinely sorry. And this is a number for you to call if you're going through, you know, mental health. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> um, I've been listening to you for maybe a couple of months with your BS. Um, you talk about, you know, things, your life, your experiences as a friend. I listen to you even though I sometimes don't agree the things that you say, but I listen. But when it comes to me um, calling you out, um, um, uh, uh, in person, um, on an email, um, saying this is what happened, and you just sent me an email with one eight hundred um um uh, help me, and um and just genuinely sorry, this is my experience. Ugh. I've been one before, you know, working with certain people, certain individual. White people. This is the reason why um, I usually do not want to listen to people. I would like to experience it myself, you know. And um, this happens, you know. And and until today, we never talk about it. And um, yeah, you just brush it under rug because because yeah, they they know they f up and um, they don't want to talk about it. So, um, yeah, so why not talk about it on the radio, right? Because, you know, this is my frustration. Um, I <clears throat> feel that I was being used. I feel that I've been tokenized. I think the people that I brought are being tokenized as well because as soon as they get what they wanted, we are disposable. This is what I say about being invisible. Trans women of color always being invisible with these people. This is how they treat us. And then the problem is we just suffer in silence. And most of them who reported back to me because they don't want any conflicts with this person. They only want to winch at me because, because they probably they didn't even know how to start anyway. So they just brush it off under the rug. So stay silent. They being silenced. Um, yeah, so I think it's part of my responsibility as an activist uh, for trans women of color. I need to say this out loud about this. The hypocrisy of um, the advocates that doing advocacy for, um, you know, the community. And... And um, there's a lot of red flags that I, you know, I've been doing advocacy. I, we do a lot of co collaboration with um, cis female and trans people as well, with organizations. I, I've done, um, yeah, num numerous of um, advocacy with them. And sometimes I notice if I see red flags, I should um, confront it straight away. This is part of my failure because I didn't confront earlier because, um, like I said, we don't want to do conflicts and we just started um, doing the projects. But I think I need to learn a lesson of um, confronting what I see, what I see red flags, especially like, um, you know, when they said, oh, um, people with disability do not discriminate. But when I talk about giving um, people with disability, trans women with disability, some work or maybe, you know, to um, promote um uh, events or, uh, or or being there to uh, to uh, for the campaign, um, yeah, they just silence silence me, 
and you know and then um and that's where I saw red flags. I said, oh, this is part of discrimination. You do not trust people with disability, but you want that to be there because some of them are, you know, maybe indigenous, you just tokenize them because, you know, they have indigenous blood to be part of the group. I don't like this, you know, and, um, and the problem is these people, they do not take uh, criticism um, uh, well. Like I said, I've, it's proven now. Um, so they 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 are happy to call you out because they think trans women of color are fucking dumb, um, and um, yeah, they think they are doing better than others. It's supposed to be working with, not working for. I don't work for anyone. I work with you, and I think people need to think um, to to change the attitude of people working for you. When it comes to when I create events, there's no hierarchy. There's no such thing as VIP. Everyone is equal. Everyone is important as everyone else in the room, and 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 the best part is, it's about the community. It's not about you. It's about the community and what the community uh, 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 can provide on that day. So, you know, it's not about you at all. So just a reminder for you who wants to create under the event in future, you need to work with, not not working for you. Okay? So, um, yeah, that is part of the hypocrisy that I see, um, um, especially sometimes when um, trans women who, especially who are... Um, advocating for you know uh, fighting um, uh, to end violence against trans women but what are you doing you advocate other trans women not to do the things that we shouldn't be doing like giving money to people from uh, men in overseas sexualizing men online and posting it on Facebook and even in person you are sexual um, uh, fantasizing a man yeah. <laughs> How are you a leader sometimes? I'm just I'm just curious. So, you know, this is the hypocrisy of um and um people in advocacy sometimes and I see red flags and you know, I I don't like it. And this is why I need to call it out. I'm not naming names here because you know, I still respect of the things that they are doing um to create a better uh future for especially trans women and trans women of color um and also the community for trans people and um lgbtqi plus community and um and um i know if nobody's gonna talk about this no one's gonna say about this because like i said we are always being silenced and we are always stay invisible and we are disposable we are being tokenized and I'm talking about trans women of color here. So we're being tokenized all the time. Like I said, I'm feeling it right now. Being tokenized and being used. And yeah, I hope um, this change because it's a repeat um, attitude. Um, I heard this when I joined to advocacy and I heard this um, many, many times. Um, and um, to be honest, um, I finally experienced it for myself. And, and I don't like it at all. You're listening to Radical Radio 3CR. I really like Crimea because it talks about more than just queer politics. It talks about all kinds of intersecting issues for queers, like race, class, politics, body politics, and it gives voice to people in our community we wouldn't usually hear from. Hear, hear. This is why we love Queering the Air. I love Queering the Air. I've been here for over uh, one year now, and I love working with Jacob. Um, 
um, you know, Jacob, um, there's a lot of freedom here to, to be myself. Um, like I said, I have a platform here to amplify my voice and, um, and, um, voices of trans women of color and also trans elders that is, um, like I said, the focus on generation. And uh, like I said, we also have been silent and been invisible for a very long time. This is why I'm using this platform um, to raise our voices here at 3CR. And thank you, 3CR, for giving me the opportunity and giving me um, this platform um, for uh, giving my voice and I give my voice to be heard. Um, I don't think I can be doing this um, at any other station, um, I assume, because, you know, they're not radical, like here. Stay tuned, stay radical. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so um, thank you, 3CR, for shaping myself too. I mean, um, like I said, I used to be this person who are very introvert and also um very quiet uh, when it comes to when i get bullied um i or something bad happened to me by uh, a person and i just stayed silent even though i'm learning about myself of now i learned more what i can do um with my self-worth and what i can do with my voice like i said our voice is our power. You need to use it. It's very powerful tool to have. This is why some people are threatened by me um, for speaking the truth. They don't like um, me speaking the truth. They want me to be politically correct. I don't understand that word politically correct. Um, you know, never use that and I will never will be using politically correct uh, in my vocabulary. Okay, so yeah, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be Sasha and I'm going to um, speak my truth like uh, kind one of our trans elders who came here a few weeks ago. She said, the truth will set you free and I agree with her. The truth will set you free and I am free because I always speak the truth. I don't have to suffer in silence anymore. And, you know, um, and you know what? The biggest the biggest um, network that you can have is sisterhood. I have my sisterhood since day dot. And, you know, we are survivors. We, are, uh, we have done so much together. We always support each other. I think some of these people that who always against me, they do not have a sisterhood. Uh, going with them, you know, they because they have to be politically correct. That's the reason why, um, you know, um, no one's want to be politically. People usually people will appreciate someone who speak the truth, and I usually will speak my mind because everybody's thinking it anyway. And like I said, a lot of people haven't found their voice. Their voice, especially women of color, sometimes they haven't found their voices because they are too scared to be to be. Um, to confront somebody or to 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 uh to, to call out somebody because of these kind of people who so-called advocate um and and trying to silence them and it's not going to happen with me and like i said um the truth will set you free and i'm going to speak my truth till i die i don't care about being cancelled because cancel me no one would notice anyway because i'm no one anyway and i'm going to keep telling the truth and i'm gonna still also gonna keep calling out with people bad behavior if i need to because the problem is these people that i have called out a few times not that i not that i just 
call out anyone, you know, because, you know, there, there will be, you know, if I go to court, it will be defam defamation. But, you know, if I call somebody out, I make sure I have proof. I have proof. And, um, uh, and, and because of these people have done so much damage to the community and no one has done anything about it. And I don't understand why. People winch about it. People gossip about it. I'm not a gossiper. I don't like to keep going on and on and on and on about someone's um, best behavior. Uh, uh, people who have done um, um, uh, damage to the community. I don't like to talk about it. I prefer to talk about the future. I want to talk about happy stuff. So if something like this happened, just call them out. Why are you so afraid? I know why you're afraid. Because you're afraid of being cancelled. Like, girl, you're no one. <laughs> you know one just like me no one so call them out you know i'm pretty sure a lot of guys a lot of people when i call out somebody people reach out to me and told me they have the same experiences and some of them have been doing it over a decade and no one still call out until i call them out and everybody just start you know um reach out to me because of their experiences with this particular person and a few of them there as well, which I have called out. And they, like I said, some organization tried to silence me. But, you know, it's not going to happen with me. Um, it's my social media. It's my personal account. I can do whatever I want. And, you know, I have always been respectful when it comes to work. When we do collaboration, I have been very respectful to collaboration. When it comes to personal stuff, you can't stop me. You can't uh, um, police me. On what I do. You can't silence me anymore. You can't silence me anymore. And I respect you for who you are. You know, you do a lot of mistakes as well, like everyone else, but you need to acknowledge your mistakes. You need to talk about it. You, you, you can't think of you're better than others because we are all here working and striving for the same cause because we want a bet, uh, the best for the community and that's what we are doing. This is why we are advocates. This is why we are activists because we want um, a better future. So, yeah, so this is me um, the, um, about, you know, um, this is a very Im important topic. I mean, today wasn't supposed to be this topic because you know it was scheduled for a performance a live performance but you know unprofessionalism in artists and um publicists sometimes you know it does frustrate me because i used to work in um um an event venue and they do this all the time they don't think that our time um uh are worth um are important they think their time is more important. Such divas, and I don't appreciate that at all. Um, yeah, so this is why the reason I took this opportunity to talk about our voices, our power, because it's true. I found my voice now, and it's 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 my power now that people feel threatened about it because I speak the truth. So I advise everyone, you know, it's easy saying than doing. Um, I think everyone should. Find a voice because your voice is your power. And do not be afraid of, um, like I said, being cancelled because no one will notice you anyway because we are no one. You're doing the best that you can be. Uh, uh, be <laughs> the truth will set you free. Just like Han said. So, yeah. So, um, 
Wow, I can't believe, you know, um, it's been almost an hour talking on my own. This is one of, uh, usually I have guests, um, but I'm glad that um, I can talk about this openly now. Um, like I said, 3CR believed in me, 3CR have shaped me. 3CR is everything. 3CR is my family. And I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to use this platform to amplify my voice and um, and also trans women of color uh, voices and trans elders uh, where, you know, uh, you can speak your mind and not be afraid of uh, what people tell you uh, to do. You know, it's, it's time for you to take uh, your power. It's time for you to raise your voice and... Um, be truthful to yourself and um, be unapologetic you. So I will leave you with, um, I want to play Bulen Ersoy by Umit Hirzi. is a trans elders uh, from Turkey and very famous trans elders in Turkey. And this is um, Bulen Ersoy. Okay. 